Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. I should like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high-quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Thank you for joining us on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the CEP Equine Studios in downtown Ocala, the horse capital of the world. Joining me, I have my co-host here, Maria Lacasse. It's lovely to have you back with us, Midnight Hello. Rose Equestrian. She can massage your back, your body, your horse, take care of you all, make you work together much more efficiently, and she can also fix ankles. My ankle, after moving house, I guess I moved a lot of things with my foot to save my back, and my foot and ankle have been excruciating. And in a matter of seconds, not only did she find the sore spot, but she even found some spots connected to it that were sore, and I'm always impressed. By you, thank you. Mm-hmm. My ankle appreciates you so much at the moment. Anytime. Got a great show lineup for you. We're going to have Dr. Kayot, and I want to do several warnings that Dr. Adam Kayot is covering castration, and we do have um, B-roll that we'll be playing of um, Montego Bay, the mini being castrated. So we just want to warn everybody: if you're squeamish, if you don't like blood, if you have children, that would better if they don't watch it then we're giving you a heads up that's in the second segment we have um, another segment with Niall Quirk we actually had him uh, first two segments last week so we're going to wrap that up Maria and I are going to discuss choosing a good riding instructor and how you go about doing that making sure that riding instructor works well with you and for you to help you achieve your results makes me think of my childhood and my riding instructor. We'll talk more about that later. <laughs> uh, we are going to wrap up the show um, and we'll, we hope you enjoy a great lineup that we have. But let's start up with some news. Unfortunately, in St. Cloud, a 44-year-old man was actually giving carriage rides with his Clydesdales and he got trampled and sadly he was killed. Um, He had them hitched up and apparently something made them bolt and he was standing in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, So prayers and thoughts going out to that family. We always hate to hear about uh, any accidents, but obviously on this show, particularly horse incidents like that. Uh, June 30th, Dak is having a wonderful seminar that you should join. Uh, They call that a webinar because it's on the web and you'll be able to join in and they are going to focus on um, how you can best utilize your DAC supplements to help you with your feed and hay bill. 
And we all know at the moment, especially with high gas prices and inflation, our hay and feed has gone up quite a lot. So how you can utilize your DAC supplements to make your feed and hay go further. And they're also going to have prizes every 15 minutes on this webinar. So June 30th at 8 o'clock Eastern time, you'll be able to join and um, listen and learn. So don't miss that. Again, June 30th at 8 p.m. And um, you can get the information here off the flyer for DAC, vitamins and minerals. And don't forget the reading program. I think it's in its upcoming last week for the summer. Um, absolutely fantastic reading with horses. Um, gentle carousel miniature therapy horses do an absolutely phenomenal job with their literacy programs free for all ages. Children can come and join at the Ocala Downtown Market on Thursdays at 10 o'clock. And I believe next Thursday is the last one. So make sure you're there for that. Absolutely wonderful, wonderful um, event that is. And we see kids just grinning from ear to ear. Um, a mention for the Heart of Florida Youth Ranch equine program. We had Brenda in here last week. This is a phenomenal program for foster kids out in Citra. And we are going to feature one of the horses each week on social media and on the show. And we're going to ask for foster parents. And Buddy is looking for a foster parent. You'll get to visit Buddy twice a year. And they'll have some special events. You can come and see him. Um, even if you're out of town or out of state. Buddy's 17 years old. He's a gelding. He's a Tennessee walking horse. He's loving, caring, and strong. And Brenda's telephone number is up there on the screen, 352-425-0709. And you can call her directly, and she'll tell you how you can go about fostering Buddy and him in this program with these foster kids and the skills these kids are leaving this program with horsemanship, basic horsemanship skills, ready to go in employment jobs that are needed on farms. And they're learning all the basics of caring, riding and looking after horses. So this is a program that's essential. We're going to feature one of these horses every week on the show and on our social media outlets. So please foster buddy if you can. Queen Elizabeth II's Jubilee year is uh, in full swing and very exciting for her that her five-year-old Sunbeam just won the Supreme Championship at Hickstead at only five years old. I thought that was fairly impressive. How sweet for her, especially in her Jubilee year, to have her horse win that championship. I thought that was pretty neat. Um, study has just been done on six horses. They were studied between the hours of nine and four over 18 days with different color buckets to see which bucket color they like the best. Can you believe it? Go ahead and guess, Maria. I'm going to give you the choices. Green, yellow, red, and turquoise. What color do you think? I say turquoise. I'd say turquoise, too. I feel like it was blue or something. <laughs> You're both spot on. It's turquoise. So they studied all six of these horses every day for 18 days. People apparently have more time on their hands than me. But I thought it was fairly interesting that it was turquoise. Horses like eating out of turquoise buckets. Just so you know, interesting piece of information in that study. I thought, wow, about that? Who knew? I didn't even know they could tell the difference. Yeah, my horses don't have problems eating. 
regardless yeah. of what it's yes. in. And usually it ends up on the ground. So. Yes, that's true, actually. Mine don't have a problem eating no matter what. I don't think I've, I would ever even think about, you know, what colour bucket. I've always liked green or black on the farm mm -hmm. myself because I think they blend in better or brown even. But turquoise is a sort of a beachish colour. But maybe horses find that colour more relaxing. Mm. Who knew? So tell us about what you're doing during the day. You're working. I am in Gainesville. In Gainesville at Florida Acupuncture and Counseling. And lately I've been doing a lot of work with veterans and helping them with chronic pain problems and, you know, relaxing nervous systems and just helping them feel better in their day to life, day to day lives. And then I also on the side, I guess. Work with horses and, you know, doing massage on people's horses. I have a horse in training in Gainesville as well. A lovely Frisian mare who's coming back into work. Nice. She's pretty. Yes. Yeah. And you're seeing some good results with her? Yeah. We, we integrated the body work sessions into her training, so it's coming along quite nicely and just kind of learning how to relax. And uh, she kind of has llama neck a bit because she gets stressed out and... Some of the like Frisian breeds or you know saddlebreds, they have a tendency to be quite tight in the base of their neck, which can lead to like nerve impingements and you know lameness problems and all that jazz. I guess there are some things that are typical of certain breeds that that do affect that, right? Like yeah. stiffness and and just, right. yeah. general carriage and just how they've been bred for higher. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. That sound means we have to go to break. Maria and I will be back in just a minute to introduce Dr. Adam Kayot to you and castration. So be warned. <laughs>
This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. With over 70 years of collective experience in the horse industry, LiftChip was built with integrity by horsemen for horsemen. Introducing the ChipLink system, powered by LiftChip, where a 15-digit unique ID becomes a key to unlock not only identity, but also health paperwork, owner information, and even photos of each horse. So simple, even a child can do it. The future is here. The future is LiftChip. Enhance your horse's performance, fitness, strength, and rehabilitation with state-of-the-art equipment. ETI treadmills offer the finest European engineering, the highest quality filtration, and no chemicals are required. Follow Equine Therapy International on social media or at equinetherapyint.com. Equine Therapy International provides technologically advanced therapy for horses worldwide. Hey, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa. This is Maria. We're in the studio here in downtown Ocala, the horse capital of the world. And we've got Dr. Adam Kayot coming up. But we do want to do a warning. Montego Bay had to be castrated this past week. And this is a bit graphic. There's going to be some blood and gore and some discussion about castration. So we do want to make sure that you know if you have any young children or anybody who gets a little nauseated by the squeamish sight of husbands. squeamish husbands. Yeah, small children. We just want to make sure that you visibly have a heads up. And we're also telling you, you might want to, Watch something else for a few minutes if you, um, yeah, yeah, if you can't handle the old um, emasculators. So um, Dr. Kayo came out, gave uh, some tranquilizer. He actually gives something before he sedates them. No, he sedates them and then gives them the, yes, I have the right word. Um, but anyway, little Minnie takes a little nap and when he wakes up, he's um, less of a man. Um, but Dr. Kale did a brilliant job and it healed up very, very quickly and very successfully. So um, that was wonderful. And um, he kind of gives instructions on what to do. Exercise is important after kind of a rest in the stall for a day um, just to help that swelling go down. So anyway, it was very successful. And uh, Montego Bay, or Monty as he's known, is doing phenomenal. So here it is. Enjoy. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television here at Peterson Smith Equine Hospital in Complete Care with Dr. Adam Kayot, one of the ambulatory vets here at the hospital. And we're going to talk a little bit about an uncomfortable situation, castration, <laughs> and share with you a little bit about uh, how that's done. So, Dr. Kayot, um, obviously the horse can be almost any age, that's up to the owner, but it's preferable younger usually, I'm sure. Um, tell us a little bit about the procedure for castrating a stallion. I call it brain surgery. <laughs> so I actually do brain surgery. <laughs> you do I do brain, brain surgery, surgery. <laughs> yeah. 
so typically, um, typically castrations in, in, in um, male horses are, is pretty unremarkable. Um, uh, basically, it consists of uh, just removing the testicles surgically, you make a surgical incision, um, you use a masculator. Uh, I thought you were kidding when you told me it was called an emasculator. <laughs> nope, that's exactly what it's called. That's exactly what it's called. So, so uh, you use that and um, make sure you get all the right structures uh, removed and, uh, you know, lickety split. And then um, it doesn't take very long. Uh, something you showed me, a little something. You said it's very imp- this is important. important. Yeah, so, so when, when a horse is proud cut, what we've heard of proud cut, typically the, the head of the epididymis, which is part of the... That was the word. <laughs> head of the epididymis is left uh, so you got to make sure because that can still produce testosterone um so you, you want to make sure that that is removed um make sure you get that uh removed when you're when you're clamping so that is not left and they aren't crowd cut because um it can uh that it, it won't give you the desired effect if that's left behind so uh that's what you want to make sure uh, it's gone and you know veterinarians know that but they're you know just want to make sure you do your due diligence take your time make sure everything's there i always talk it through in my head i always do it myself you know just just uh, okay it's there there it is i'm good and 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 we go from there um typically in horses we don't um suture the incision sites uh in horses because they lay down and you know they lay down and poop and their stall and dirt and everything else so we leave those incision sites actually open so they can drain and heal from the um, from the inside out. Not like your dog where they stitch them up and they put a, the cone of shame on so they can't mess with, with it. Uh, we don't do that with horses. We typically leave them um, open. Um, <clears throat> where, where castration does get tricky is if there's a testicle that's retained um, either in, in the in the abdomen or or in the in the canal. Um, I typically will then send those horses in uh, in for surgery because you do have to go into the abdomen and you need a a very sterile environment to do that. So that's that's what I do. Um, those are your ridgelings or you know your crypt orchid horses. Um, Why does that occur in some? <laughs> good question. It's genetic. You know, most of the time, um, you'll ha- if if the stallion was crypt orchid, uh, the boys that that stallion has will tend to be more than not crypt orchid you know so um those stallions can can uh can breed just fine um so uh but that's unfortunate but you have to be prepared for that so horses um horses typically will have both uh testicles descended into the scrotum uh, by one year of age two if they aren't there by two then you're pretty much you know you're pretty much gotta gotta retain testicles so I always make sure there's two there. When somebody calls me out, I always, you know, cop a feel at the beginning <laughs> to make sure that I feel two. And, uh, and then we go from there. So I don't want to lay a horse down and put it under anesthesia if I don't have to. So um, we do that. I do, I do most of mine, um, speaking of that, I do most of mine under anesthesia. I lay my horses down. Uh, there's still guys out there and gals that do them standing, which is fine. I just, I prefer being laid, having them laid down. It's, it's. You can see better. I'm, my back is getting older, and it's a lot easier to do it that way on me physically, and I can do a better job. Especially on a mini. And they don't, and they don't tend to kick. They don't tend to kick when they're knocked out. So they might kick when they're not. So um, anyway, that, that's, uh, 
to each their own, but that, that's kind of the way I do it. Yeah. And what do you give them to, to knock them out, to sedate them? So I give them a, a sedative. Typically, I, I, I put them down with um, xylazine, which is, a, which is a sedative, and then ketamine, which is a dissociative. So it, um, cal- the xylazine calms them down. The ketamine knocks them out, puts them in la-la land. They're not aware of what's going on. They might, have some, they might move a little bit or respond a little bit to the clamping, but it, it's not registering in their brain that this is basically a reflux, reflex. Um, that they're when they move so um that's what i use and then recovery time cold hosing the next day and usually about how long before they're kind of back to some sort of normal so so after brain surgery brain surgery yeah (laughs) so typically um the day of the surgery i just want um i want the now gelding just in a in a stall or a small area that's combined that's confined so that that clock can set up and then day number two I want I have the owners um, hosing the incision sites, and I want those um, horses exercised, trotting around. You can ride them because the more they exercise, the more that drainage happens, and the less swelling that tends to occur. So that helps with things. And uh, even if you know, like your mini that we did, um, even if you can, obviously you can't ride him, but get out there and chase him around the field, make him trot, get your donkeys out, and make them go around. <laughs> Uh, you know, stuff like that will, will help, but any, any exercise is good exercise. And, and like I said, you can, you can start training these, training these horses the next day. So that's what and antibiotics for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I generally put them on antibiotics for, you know, a week to two weeks, um, depending on, and, um, uh, just to kind of it cover our butt, so to speak. But, um, uh, generally we don't have too many too many problems i mean complications they can get infected that does happen every once in a while if that happens typically they'll start running a fever you'll notice them go off feed the the incision area will will swell up and and then i may have to go in and reopen those incision sites to make sure that's all draining but um typically doesn't happen too often but you know you'll have that happen if you do enough of them very good excellent so brain surgery i mean castration uh on my mini last week great Dr. Adam Kayot here at Peterson Smith Equine Hospital in Complete Care. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. And Larson Hay, our broadcast and television sponsor, plus supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors, and the Hilton Garden Inn, downtown Louisville. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com.
tired of the rigors of keeping your horse's water troughs clean and free of algae, you need the Drinking Post Waterer, an automatic waterer for horses, livestock and cattle. Field tested for over 40 years, the Drinking Post Waterer is the gold standard of non-electric automatic waterers. Check them out on Facebook or find them on the web at dpwaterer.com. <laughs> Barton with the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television on all smart TV platforms. I'm here with Niall Quirk at Grand Spree Farm. We've been chatting a little bit about um, his really, really long list of accolades, uh, but we're going to switch it over a little bit to coaching now. Niall, talk to us a little bit about coaching. Um, I, I think probably my greatest forte is coaching coaches as a tutor to make coaches better. Um, and how that all began was about 20 years ago, 25 years ago, uh, Horseport Island decided they were going to put in place a coaching structure. And so we all came together. I was asked to go on the committee and we, we, we were on the committee and we put together this coaching series, which begins at level one. And now, pre now they've added more and more levels to me because they felt it was too big a jump between each level. But in the beginning, we just had level one, level two, level three and a preliminary one. And at the end, number one was basically a novice rider. Um, kind of an intermediate uh, rider you were coaching or an intermediate coach rather and then you were talking at somebody level three was coaching at least pre and george and then level four was to be really a team manager person who would take a team to the olympics a team to the world games whatever um but we came together and we put together an amazing coaching structure truly amazing and subsequently um the fei bought the coaching structure from Horsepart Ireland, and it is the coaching structure they use all over the world, which is wonderful because I was a part of the, the beginnings and, and putting the actual, you know, the meat on the bones. Um, and since then, I've given a huge amount of coaching courses, but I, I work quite a lot in South Africa. And I have, for the last five years ago, I put in place a, a coaching thing there where I taught the top coaches in South Africa to teach other coaches. 
And that was the most amazing experience. And now it's come to the fore. And because of COVID, we couldn't go out and give the gospel in person. So we've been doing it online. And they now have up to, I think, 200 coaches signed up who look at these things every week. And so I've done two for them on the way of going and um, on the seat. I think probably the seat has become a, a big forte for me because of um, Pilates and understanding the body movement and function. Um, but it, it's just excellence. The thing is going to be world-class. I would say that they're going to end up selling it because it's so good. It really is. But they're wonderful, wonderful coaches and a great thing. And I really get such a kick out of coaching, helping other coaches get better. Well, I'd I, like think to that, I think that's so important because, I mean, I, honestly, I think about my riding instructor um, when I was a little girl. No offense meant if um, <laughs> she's anywhere listening, but she wasn't that great, you know. And, and actually, some of what was missing was was people skills, you know, soft skills, um, where I think it would have been easier for me. Not that she wasn't a really good rider and a really good teacher, but she actually wasn't very, um, very personable. And. Sometimes there were things I wanted to ask I didn't ask because she wasn't very personable. So I, I don't know how much of that is, you know, is a, is a key, but I would think with at least level one, you know, that's, that could be a make or break for somebody, you know, who wants to go on that maybe doesn't feel they can learn for any, you know, teachers, my math teacher, for example, you know, I mean, there are some teachers maybe who shouldn't be teachers. What do you think about that? I think it's a skill thing. Really, I think it's that lady that you described as a lack of skills and she probably got stuck in a situation that she was teaching the same type of person, but nobody helped her. So I, I think these courses, you know, when somebody comes on them, they could have been coaching for 15 years and they come on a quote on one of these courses. The morning is theory. And you're thinking, we talk about what is the role of our, what is our job, the role of the coach? Um, what is a skill? How can we apply it? to to you know to writing and how can we break down those skills to make them available to people and working out how people learn and then adjusting your coaching toward that i think it's huge and i think an understanding of we we move from that into understanding that you know the type of coach that you meet like we you know you can do the extremes of the person who shouts con constantly and gives as you were use the word which is not the word anymore an instructor. Mm -hmm. An instructor is somebody who gives instructions, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but a coach is, a, is an all-around situation who supports the individual in different ways to make it possible for them to learn. You know, and I think um, I'm just thinking of the, the saying that I love. It's, it's um, Benjamin Franklin saying, tell me, I forget. Um, teach me, I remember. Involve me, I learn. And that, that involvement is a huge part of coaching. So like, what did you feel there? Or what, what, what do you feel the left rein does? Or what, why would you use your left leg there? So in that response and questioning, I find out what do you know? And do you, it might be that you know a lot or that you're using it in a different way, but through questioning, I can find that out rather than shouting at you. And that's what I think coaching is. And that is, truly the future that the old fashioned screaming shouting is done. You know, I so agree with you. And I was just thinking when you said that people have life coaches, they don't call them life instructors. Yeah. They call them a life coach because rather than just giving you instructions, they're actually coaching you to be better and 
help you and, and improve. So that wouldn't be an instructor. You're right. There's difference between instruction and coaching. I never really thought of that before, but that's a very good point. So yes, helping people be better coaches, in my opinion, that's um, really key, important to the next riders coming up and how they're going to learn and how they're going to succeed. Because it certainly put me off riding lessons for quite a while. <laughs> and then those sort of people can, you know, which is unfortunate, but unfor I think they're a little bit lost. And that's what this job of coaching and a, and a structure that, that, you know, supports them and helps them. And it's, it's it really for those people that have been on a, a, a journey for 15 years in the same place, teaching the same people. It's like a shower. If you come out of it and you go, oh, I could do that tomorrow. I can, there's another idea or I can do it. And it's, it's invigorating, but it, it really translates to the, to the client, to the pupil, very much so. Absolutely. So what about bucket list for you? That can't be a really long one. <laughs> Are you saying I'm old? <laughs> no, I'm saying you've accomplished such a lot. <laughs> um, I want to, um, I want to teach more jumpers here. Definitely. Um, um, I, I think that I'm, I'm putting, setting, putting together a, a website that I have, I, I have a new kind of method. I haven't decided what I'm going to call it, but it's, it's a little bit. Call it quirky. Well, it, <laughs> it is actually quite quirky, but the effect is massive. And it can bypass a lot of skills in people. So you can, you know, have a situation where the person is actually at, say, we just call it level one, but this can bypass level two and get you to level three, giving you everything that you needed in the level two, but it's a shorter period to get the horse supple. And then the rider has a different relationship with the horse after it. So I've, um, I'm going to say a rude word, bastardized. Um, the, a lot of exercises to create a situation that the horse lets go and then in turn then it wants to be in the shape we want it not that we force it to be into the shape that we want it very nice and you're traveling um doing clinics around and about and, and then you're back here teaching a little bit and and yeah. and on and off um i i kind of have a bit of a circuit um but with COVID, everything changed obviously i was in a year and a half in south africa which was wonderful in one way because i i trained and i realized for 15 years i hadn't trained I gave lessons and that's a very different thing. So when I teach regularly and that's what I'm trying to do here is that I'm going to, I'm coming here once a month and I I'm teaching the same people when I've done it for the last seven, seven times. And the difference is amazing in both the horses and the riders. So I think that on the bucket list is definitely more a trainer and less a clinician. Very good. Now, Quirk, it's been a real pleasure. I'm going to be one of your students as soon as my broken neck is fully recovered and the doctor gives me the okay to ride again. I would like to be a student. I'm Louisa Varton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television. Current equine microchips can migrate by up to 30%, causing difficulty when scanning. With over 70 years of collective horse industry experience, Lipchip offers a new, more effective method of microchipping, partnering with veterinarians and technology experts to ensure humane and practical microchipping. Lipchip was built by horsemen for horsemen. Nowadays, the performance horse industry is in need of both integrity and transparency. Lipchip is the future of horse microchipping, with cutting-edge technology functional for every discipline. Find Lipchip on social media and for more information, lipchipllc.com. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. 
So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapesa, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. After a terrible vehicle wreck in 2021, breaking my neck from the impact and severely injuring my knee, I was no stranger to PTSD, and my huge ugly scar was a constant reminder. Nilam Patel at Nirvana Medical Spa treated my knee with the secret RF, delivering radio frequency energy to all layers of my skin to improve scars and skin quality. An easy, safe, effective procedure to revitalize and regenerate the tissue for optimal results. Adding PRP enhanced the procedure. Thank you, Neelam and the team at Nirvana Medical Spa for a better, brighter and much happier me. The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. I'm Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show here at the Gypsy Gold Farm Tour in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world, with two of my favorite people. I don't visit them often enough, nearly, here with Dennis Thompson and his wife, Erin Mahoney Thompson. And we're going to talk a little bit now about what kind of experience you're going to have when you come on this tour that I think everybody should take. So, Dennis, tell us a little bit about um, what people get to see and learn about. The first 45 minutes is um, a talk about uh, actually my background and then, and then uh, the discovery and the process of uh, the genetics that made up the Gypsy Vanner horse, the process of naming a breed. Um, oh, golly. It takes and, and the process of uh, the 
the trials and tribulations of being in the horse industry, <laughs> you know, of making a living with horses. Uh, that in 2006 and seven, we were making, we were producing 50 babies a year. Um, in 2007, we did $1.7 million here with a $700,000 profit. In 2008, we had a million dollar overhead and zero business. So nothing when the economy hit. And so we needed to save ourselves. And, and I'm, I'm uh, oh, a problem solver. Basically, that's what innovation is, really, is solving problems. And, and uh, so one day my veterinarian said to me, I, I implanted a mule in Puerto Rico, and she made the greatest equine mother I've ever experienced. He said it brought tears to my eyes, watching her take care of her baby. And I thought, mule moms, I'll build a world around mules having babies. So we went out and bought 20 mules and got 15 of them pregnant. And just so you know, mules can't get pregnant. <laughs> yeah. So that's in itself is pretty amazing. Uh, created a children's book, an animated movie, and a coloring book. And we started sending our mules to zoos because a million people go to each zoo. And, and uh, you know, the, the, the zoo had the responsibility of taking care of the mule and the baby. We assumed the 15 babies would sell with a million people going to each zoo, so that's 15 million people. And uh, 15 million people would go to the gift shop and buy one or all three of those things, and, and we'd survive. And it didn't work. <laughs> and it's my mother's fault. Because she taught me when I was a little boy that mules couldn't have babies. And I assumed that everybody else knew that, and they don't. So they went to the zoo, and they saw the mule with the baby and wondered where the tiger was because <laughs> they just didn't know what they were looking at. So the opportunity was education. The shock value of it uh, had, it just, you know, was inappropriate. So anyway, then we turned to tourism. And uh, so we became, I don't remember how long it took, but we became the number one thing to do for TripAdvisor in Ocala. We're number three in Central Florida of visitor favorites, and uh, Harry Potter's number one. We're number 10 in the ranking, and Walt Disney's number six. That's crazy. That's not too shabby. Not too shabby. <laughs> but that's, that's uh, with no advertising. That's all word of mouth. So we were giving tours to about 800 people a month, and then the COVID hit. And here we go again. <laughs> so we've got we've to reinvent ourselves again. And so we're creating a, a new area in the farm where people will feel totally comfortable and kind of redesigning what we do and, and uh, renewing, you know, the experience um, in a socially acceptable way, you know. So uh, that's, that's the next venture. Yeah. So share with us some, some of the animals here. Well... The horse that started everything is this guy right here. His name is Kushtibak. His name was the log, like I mentioned earlier, and, and he would become Kushtibak. He's the first Gypsy Vanna horse dying in North America, Easter Sunday, 1997. The second stein's name was Bill, <laughs> and uh, not very exciting, but Bill was Bruno Mars and Elvis, but not for sale. Uh, first two years of Bill's breeding career, the gypsies started calling him the king because of the babies he produced. Matter of fact, 
His first baby was Dolly, the first Gypsy Vanner horse in America. Uh, the first baby ever produced, period. And then he became the sire of the first Gypsy Vanner horse born in America, who is Coochie, March 18, 1999. But anyway, uh, we didn't think we'd be able to buy Bill. Um, and uh, 60 days before this breed was introduced, we were out of money, but we had enough to fly back to England. They say the horse industry makes millionaires out of multi-millionaires. Anyway, if you start with a million, you're, you, you don't have any more money. So we fly back to England with the sole purpose of sharing everything we're about to expose with gypsies. And, and uh, we read them every detail of the breed standard, the history of their breed, the genetics, the vision for their breed, and so on. And we asked them to choose the name of their breed between Romany horse and gypsy vanner horse. And we got a call in our motel room. It was Bill's owner. And uh, Bill had become so popular that this guy's name was uh, Tom Draper, Tommy Draper. And Tommy was getting up 2 o'clock in the morning to go check on Bill because he worried about getting him nicked, stolen. And uh, so he had a bad, Tommy had a bad back, and it was, it was killing him to get up in the middle of the night. He said, I'd rather see him in America than just gone. So, so he, he said, I decided to sell him to you. I don't have any money. But we did a motel room dance and got a loan from a bank, and Bill, Bill becomes ours. And he gets here Easter Sunday, 1998, and we name him the Gypsy King. And he becomes the most famous Gypsy Vanner horse maybe that will ever live. Uh, he's the world's first briar, collectible briar model. He's the sire of the world's second collectible briar model. He's a model in Vogue magazine with the Vogue model of the year. He's a model in Cavallino magazine for Ferraris, rearing behind a $4.5 million Ferrari. And he's trained in the art of dressage by an 87-time United States Dressage Federation champion, gold medalist, and Olympic contender for 2008 in China, Pam Fowler Grace. Pam called me on the way to the World Equestrian Games in Kentucky, and she said he's one of the most extraordinary horses of any breed I've ever ridden in my life. And uh, so a big statement from somebody with those credentials, you know. So he was really a special horse. And I, I, I think I'll roll right into telling you a little story. Uh, Lynn Palm, the winningest equestrian in history, uh, rugged lark fame, did the first uh, brideless routine, famous trainer. And she didn't know me from Adam 25 years ago. And I called her and I asked her to come see me. And I said, I had a horse you've never seen before. And I said, stand here. And I brought the Gypsy King around the corner. And of course, she was all, you know, eyes the size of saucers. And I sent Bill, or I always called him Bill, uh, to her for 18 months. She trained him to enter arenas on his own without her. She was sitting on a circus tub in a gypsy outfit. And he was trained to run up behind her and touch her on the back. He wanted to tell her something. And she stood up from the circus tub and put her arms out and wanted to know what he wanted. And he was trained to touch her on the stomach a couple times. And he's trying to talk to her. And then he was trained to get on his knees. He wanted to dance. So she climbed on his back. And a gypsy song called Dance With Me played, and they did a dressage routine. Nice. Incredible. Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. It was awesome. Awesome. So there's been some really, truly moving experiences uh, over the last 25 years. That's just one of them. So.
So when you take the tour here, you get the yeah. history, the yeah. the exciting history, yeah. uh, uh, you and Cindy's adventures in England, and then you get a walking tour to meet That's some it. of these incredible horses. You get a, a vision for the future of Gypsy Gold. Um, and, we, and then we take a walking tour and you get to meet uh, really almost every horse here is an ancestor of um, the original 16 horses. Matter of fact, you get to meet three of the original 16 horses. I've got three mares here who are 25 years old, number seven, number 14, and number 16 uh, registered in the world. And uh, so Hold that thought. This is incredible information from one of the most exciting places. And you heard that. Uh, number one here in Ocala and number three uh, after. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Harry Potter's number one. Incredible. Yeah. We'll be back with more uh, with Dennis and Aaron here at the Gypsy Gold Farm Tour. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. Thank you to our presenting sponsors of this half of the show, Palm Chevrolet and Larson Hay. Also, thank you to our supporting sponsors, Equine Therapy International, Nirvana Medical Spa, Equine Performance in Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. Piranha, your trusted leader in insect control for 50 years. The official fly spray for World Equestrian Center. From the strongest water-based equine spray in the blue bottle to the familiar and longtime favorite in the yellow bottle. Wipe and spray, we've got you covered. If you're looking for effective plant-based fly spray, then look for our zero bite in the green bottle. Check us out online at piranhainc.com. That's P-Y-R-A-N-H-A, piranhainc.com, to learn more about Piranha's entire family of products. Piranha, it works. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the second half of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa in the studio with Maria from Midnight Rose Equestrian, massage, horses and people. And uh, we're in the CEP studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital of the world. We hope you enjoyed visiting uh, with Erin and Dennis at Gypsy Gold. I so love that couple. They have such an amazing 
facility there for uh, tourists. Number one thing to do in North Central Florida and like number three or four, including Orlando after like Harry Potter and stuff. I mean, people love to go and see horses. They're beautiful. Their horses are beautiful. The facility's beautiful. They're all really nice. She's beautiful. Yeah, educational. Yes. Has great chickens, apparently. She has really nice chickens, yes. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> we were going to talk this segment about something quite close to home in my heart and mind when I think of growing up um, and getting riding lessons. But even as an adult, whether you're an adult or a child, selection, whether your parents making it or if you're an adult, hopefully you're able to make the decision yourself, choosing a riding instructor or trainer can be quite a challenge. And one of the things I thought of when you suggested this topic, Maria, was to ask yourself, why are you riding? Like, what is your goal? What is your are you just riding because you'd like to ride your horse a little bit better? So you're taking lessons to improve just to be better with your horse. Are you doing it because you want to be a better trail rider? Or do you actually want to compete and accomplish great, big, enormous things and maybe make it to the Olympics? Because obviously that's going to change who you're looking for as an instructor, right? Yeah. It's a big piece of it. So I think you have to ask yourself the question, why are you riding? Right. Identifying you? your goals is definitely important, important especially, you know, because you have to find somebody that you trust when you're working with and somebody that will help encourage you towards your goals. So a barrel racing trainer isn't going to help you if you want to do dressage. And, you know, if you want to gain confidence, then it's probably not the best place for you to go to, like, a show barn where they're very intense and have very strict training regimens. And interesting, you said you mentioned, you know, barrel race is not going to be a good choice for you if you want to do dressage. But interestingly enough, whatever sport you want to do, dressage can actually be a great start. And I personally, as a little girl, found dressage very boring. Mm. Uh, sorry, dressage people out there, but I did because I wanted to go fast <laughs> over jumps out in the country and gallop and be wild. So not much has changed, but um, that for me was a bit boring. But now I actually love watching dressage and I love watching dressage riders and I probably would love doing it. But <clears throat> at the time I found it rather boring, but it is a wonderful basis for everything else. If you can ride dressage, you're probably going to have great equitation and form in all different horse sports. So actually it's not a bad thing to take some dressage lessons, no matter what you're going to do. But I thought of something else too, location. It's got to be a, pla a place you can get to that's, you know, not especially with gas prices right now. Right. Um, you've got to be somewhere that works for you. You know, obviously, if you're in Ocala, you don't want to probably have a trainer in Fort Myers. You right. know? Although these days everything's possible with people having, sure. like, you know, Pivos, I think, like the Pivo cameras and stuff like that, That's where you true. can just take remote lessons. And That's right. Bluetooth in your ear, so you can kind of take lessons from anybody in the world. There is that. Yes, there is that. Um, one that pops up for me, probably because of my experience as a child, is their teaching style. Some people can handle being shouted at. I can't. I'm pathetic. If somebody yells at me, I'm done. <laughs> right. Like finding somebody that can, can communicate and who like open to feedback and working with other people would probably be more beneficial than somebody that's like, nope, I'm just me and you have to do exactly what I say and my program works and I win. Yes. Which 
can be a thing where you're like, oh, you could be winning, but that might not be like the best for your horse and you know, yeah. where you want to go in the long run. I'm not good at being yelled at. And when I get yelled at, I, you know, and then your horse, if you feel stressed, as, uh, as us horse people know, your horse picks up on your stress. So if I get yelled at, I feel stressed. And then I know that passes to the horse. And I got yelled at a fair bit. I had a riding instructor, Debbie, and I'll never forget her because she used to yell at me all the time. And I'm not a I'm not good with yellers. I'm more of a gentle coaxing, um, love languages, words of encouragement, need lots of encouragement. Um, and being yelled at gives me anxiety. So. Right. And you can definitely get different things from different trainers. Like I've found that I've had my nice trainer that can kind of ease me along. And there's also the trainers that weren't so nice, but I would never forget a thing that they said. That's true. <laughs> uh, that is true. That is true. The parents that are tougher definitely have the children that have boundaries and are um, better prepared for life. But I'm not one that's good being yelled at. So um, I think somebody who you want to emulate, so somebody that you want to be like is a really good, someone who's a role model for you. If you watch them ride and you go, oh yeah, I want right. to be like that person. That's a good choice for you. Yeah. And somebody that inspires you, but also keeping in mind that like, just because somebody's a great rider doesn't necessarily mean they're the best coach. Because there's plenty of riders out there that are like professional riders, everything's easy for them, everything's great, but they don't necessarily know how to like project that onto like their clients because they don't know how to explain it because they just do it well. That's true. Now, that's a fact. Something else that, um, and I've done this in the past, and of course you're going to have those instructors who are able to put on a, a good act for you if they know you're coming to watch, obviously. Um, but go and watch a few lessons. You know, go and... Um, Go and sit in on a few of their lessons before you start taking lessons. Just say, hey, can I, especially if they're doing some group, which a lot of times in the summertime, you got a lot of kids out of school, they might be doing a group lesson with kids. So if you have a child that you're thinking of putting in a writing program, it's a great thing to go to the writing school and watch it in action. If they've got a summer camp or something that you're allowed to go and watch for a couple of hours, you can see kind of what the interactions are like between the kids and the kids and the instructor. So that's a really good way to choose one for a child. That is excellent. Like if they don't allow that, then usually that's a red flag for me. It's like if I can't watch a training session and know that you your philosophies align with mine and how I want my horses treated, then I'm not going to send my horse to you. That's true. And that's another big key, something you just said just then, how do they treat horses? Because, you know, not everybody is the same with horses. Some people are very aggressive. I have actually been in a riding school um, during a summer camp um, to pick up my, my daughter from that camp years back. And I saw the riding instructor smack the horse in the face. And I was like, oh, no, nope, that's not going to work for me because I don't believe in that. I think it makes horses head shy. And I don't think you should ever be, you never need to be cruel to a horse. You can deal with horses and discipline them for something without treating them that way. So I was not impressed by that. So that to me is really, really important. I think you, you know, you need to be aware of those things. And, you know, if it doesn't agree with the way that you do things with horses, then that's important. And you also, you know, if you're that riding instructor is dealing with their own horses, but if you take your horse there, then obviously your horse is going to be subjected to similar treatment. So you need to make sure that their philosophies on 
disciplining horses and dealing with horses when they do misbehave go along the same lines as yours. Yeah. As otherwise you're going to end up with a horse maybe that's head shy or got some other problem because of the instructor. So, And last one, budget. Of course, you've got to make sure you can afford to pay the bill. That's a big one. And be a good client. Be a if good client. a good coach, be a good client, pay them on time, show That's up right. on time, respect the trainer's policies yeah. and procedures. Very good. That noise was the horse noise to let us know we're at the end of the segment. So Maria and I will be back with you on the Horse Talk Show in just a minute. Stay with us. Thank you to our presenting sponsors of this half of the show, Palm Chevrolet and Larson Hay. Also, thank you to our supporting sponsors, Equine Therapy International, Nirvana Medical Spa, Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. Hi, I'm Alan Davies with Equine Therapy International. Today we're at Engineered Equine Performance celebrating the new saltwater chilled treadmill. This particular chilled equine saltwater treadmill is a game changer. As you can see, the finest materials are used, the filtration system, coarse, fine filtration, no chemicals. We use UV, ozone, combination of filtration to keep the highest water chemistry standards. Being a saltwater unit, only the finest stainless steel and materials are used. That's important when it comes to longevity and cost of service over the life of the unit. This unit also has integrated massage jets with fine bubbles and coarse air bubbles for the therapy. The control system on this is Siemens industrial grade, top of the line technology, straight from Germany, but also serviceable here in the US. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Maria Lacasse of Midnight Rose Equestrian's background is in natural horsemanship and dressage principles with a main focus on maintaining a balance of communication and correct biomechanics between horse and rider. Come to her farm or she'll come to yours. Allow Maria to help you and your horse to unwind and balance to increase performance so that you can both be the best you can be together to build a lifelong partnership of success. Maria Lacasse of Midnight Rose Equestrian is a graduate of the Equine Natural Movement School for Equine Structural Integration and a Florida School of Massage graduate. Find Midnight Rose Equestrian on social media and on the web at midnightroseequestrian.com and book your massage for your horse and you right away. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. 
You're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the final segment of the Horse Talk Show for this week, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. In this uh, last segment here with Maria Lacasse from Midnight Rose Equestrian and myself, Louise Barton, we've got a few reminders for you of upcoming events. Um, Equine Performance and Innovative Center has their horse vacation special going on. Two therapies a day plus boarding for 125. Sign me up. I want to go down there and have two therapies a day and have a horse vacation. You can bring your horse for therapeutic conditioning experience and give yourself some time off while they do all the work. It's the summer special, 125 a day, two therapies and boarding. Schedule call 352-369-4325. Also, don't forget June 30th at 8 o'clock. DAC Vitamins and Minerals has a webinar. This is to help you learn how to utilize your supplements, your horse vitamins to the utmost so that you can save on your feed and hay bill. Every 15 minutes, they'll be giving away door prizes. This educational webinar will help you learn how to save money and win prizes. So make sure you join the webinar June 30th at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Reading with the horses, don't forget, Gentle Carousel Miniature Therapy Horses, um, downtown at the Ocala Downtown Market on Thursdays at 10 a.m. They um, have this open to the public and free for all participants of all ages. They've had some old folks from the retirement home down there, and they've had some little kids down there. I think they had about 80-something people join them um, at the downtown market. I know it is warm out at the moment, but under the market roof there, it's quite considerably cooler than it is um, out in the heat. But make sure you bring something cold to drink, plenty of water, um, and stay in the shade as much as you can. But where better than the horse capital of the world to meet the gentle carousel miniature therapy horses and combine that with the importance of reading literacy is so important. And these little miniatures certainly encourage kids to read. So that's a reminders for this week of um, upcoming important events that are going on. And uh, I have been moving. So moving house, moving horses. Um, can I tell you that I think we've reminded you um, over Hurricane Awareness not to try to teach your horses to load in a horse trailer when there's a hurricane going on or about to go on. So also when you're about to move and you're stressed out, don't wait to see if your uh, little mini asses load in a trailer or not, because they were actually delivered to me and I haven't had a reason to move them since then. And it was quite a thing. Thank you to Brookledge Horse Transportation for their great patience with my asses. Uh, I thought who, that would have made great footage. Just actually, it. yes, <laughs> that would have been worthy of the video camera because it was Mary, Mary, quite contrary. The little grey ran straight in out of sheer curiosity, straight up the ramp and into the trailer. And I think afterwards she regretted it because she was like, why am I in here and they're up? <laughs> and then the other two didn't want to get in. And it was, yeah, we tried all the natural horsemanship methods, you know, all of them. And then we tried the feed 
And then we tried lifting them in. (laughs) (laughs) These are small. Yeah. uh, It was an interesting experience. Anyway, we got them in. And um, thank you very much to to Dana at the... uh, she actually listens, I think, on, on Saturday morning on the sky. So thank you to Dana very much for your patience. Bless you. Um, loading them. It was it was quite a thing. And we made it. So Mary might never get in a trailer again. She had rather a long wait mm. for the other two. So my tip is, you know, don't wait until you're kind of down to the crunch and you're moving and you're already stressed about moving. But I also want to thank Maria and her family so much because they came and helped, and um, Maria's made a huge difference in my life. Most people know I broke my neck last year, and um, her massage techniques have been life-changing for me, and her experience with people and horses is just priceless. So I want to thank her family um, for what could have been an extremely stressful move, and um, and also thank you for making my ankle so much better already. Don't move things with your foot, even if you're trying to save your back. Don't. I think years and years of riding, that ankle's probably, you know, got some things going on. But when you're moving boxes with your foot, it's um, it's not a good practice. Save so, your legs for riding. Save the legs for riding, yes, which is something on the list after I'm unpacked and sorted out. But uh, it's been quite a, certainly been quite a week. Um, and, uh, and quite a, quite a move, quite a lot of stuff, more stuff. If you've ever moved before and you started to empty out all your horse stuff and all your dog stuff and all your people stuff and downsize into a, a smaller place. Well, you've done it. Yeah. You moved across the country. So I, I think it comes with like bloodlines, you know? that whole Moana story of like <laughs> journeyers, like <laughs> us Highlanders are like, send it let's go <laughs> i um i definitely have um i've purged i've mega purged and actually it feels good can i just recommend um mega purging it does feel good when you get rid of when you get rid of stuff um i couldn't get rid of horse stuff but i loaned some horse stuff <laughs> but i can't uh, everything else can go um but yeah it's been quite a week so thank you Thank you for the for the for all of it. You and your family are amazing. So check her out at Midnight Rose Equestrian. You can get a massage. Your horse can get a massage. Your ass can get a massage. Um, she can take care of all of that. And uh, a wonderful, wonderful experience. You'll be you'll be better for it. And if you can get on a regular schedule, she's mobile too. Mm-hmm. So um, you can come to her farm if you want to kind of get away from it all. She has a room set up for that. Or if you want her to come to you, she can come wherever you're at within definitely this area and a bit beyond right outside of marion county a little bit so um definitely check her out and please like us on facebook if you haven't already um at the horse talk show and find us on social media and follow us we've um we've got a, a lot that we're sharing regularly in the news something um that i shared today that i was very very pleased to hear about is that justify an american pharaoh who are at coolmore here in kentucky uh, in the U.S., are not shuttling to the other hemisphere for the summer, which I was very, very pleased to hear because I think that's a uh, no rest for them. You know, they go from from breeding hundreds and hundreds of mares here to to breeding in the other hemisphere as well. So this summer they're actually staying in Kentucky and getting a break. So I was delighted to hear that there are two Triple Crown winners, our recent Triple Crown winners, of course, 
in both at the same farm in Kentucky. And uh, normally every summer they leave and they just they carry on breeding. So they're breeding kind of all year without a rest other than the journey uh, in between. So quite quite nice to hear them getting a little bit of time off and not having to make that journey, be able to stay here in the U.S. So uh, I thought that was good news today. So sharing that with you. And uh, check out Steve Haskin, our Hall of Fame turf writer, has shared some great stories this week on secretariat.com. Make sure you're following him. Uh, we're always following him, of course, and sharing his stories as well. We should have him on the show in the next, probably the next couple of weeks, coming up to the, the Haskell and the Travers, which will be very interesting this year to see who comes back and if we see Rich Strike win again. We're in the very last minute uh, of the show for this week. Thank you for joining mm-hmm. Maria and I for the Horse Talk Show. Make sure you tune in next week. We have Carl Dewar on the show. We're excited to have him. Whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, the horse capital of the world or not, happy horsing around. Till the same time next week.